17-year-old daughter walks down the stairs to meet her date in a tube top and the tiniest pair of shorts. Bad life. And that time that you tore your ACL not by playing golf, but watching golf. Bad life. When you see the Viagra commercial and truthfully ask yourself, am I healthy enough to have sex? Bad life. Not to mention your only solid bowel movements come on Christmas Eve and President's Day. Bad life. Oh. That song signifies that it's time for dad life. And here is the only dad that I know, Bob. Yay, me. All right. So this one's going to be a weird edition of dad life. I just uh, retweeted two things on my feed at the uh, at SportsDerm Twitter account. And I say that uh, for you, Mr. Corby. I'm looking. To uh, unblock, refollow. Yes, please unblock. That's all. That's the, that's the least I could ask of you, is to find uh, the tweet about my Father's Day card. Okay. As a young, well, the uh, the kids made Dad a Father's Day card because all of them together. Yeah, and you know what? It at first it's uh, oh, it's so cute. They're they're three and they're coloring things for you. When they're all either in high school or college. You do wonder if it just means they're cheap. Yeah. But it's adorable. And uh and 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 Brett can uh do some sketching. And so when you look at that sketch What am I watching? <laughs> Lord, well, don't go to the, this. Don't go to the video oh, okay, yet. Okay, 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 okay. But uh look at the sketch and yeah. that is uh what do you see there? I see a uh, what appears to be a small human holding a chainsaw. But that's a belt. It's a UFC belt. It says UFC on it. Yeah. I kind of thought it was a chainsaw. No, too. no, there's been a he he is kicking himself because uh, he is he's lost in the mentions and he does see so many people saying it looks like a chainsaw and he thinks he could do a better belt. Uh, but at the time, he thought it was obvious it was a championship belt, not a chainsaw. But yes, it's a little man with a little fez hat. If you will. Uh, yeah, what do they call those? It's a it's either Russian or uh, Islamic. Is, it not fez? is that not uh, the right word? Not, well, I don't think it is in this case. I I, I do believe if you are a uh, a uh, Islamic chap from uh, like Russia or Dagestan or some of those Russian states, you might wear one of those hats. Okay, I don't know. It's a takia. Ah, takia. Is it? Yeah, T A Q I Y A H. Okay, well, I instantly recognized the sketch because I'm a flawed guy. But uh, that is one of the internet sensations of 2021. If we had a, if we had a contest on who is the most famous newcomer of 2021, it might be Hezbollah, Hezbollah Megamedov, who appears to be a very tiny human and maybe like a toddler. Now, he's not a toddler. He's 18 years old. What? Yes. So now you can move to the video if you'd like. Uh, One up. Which one is 18? Well, they kind of both are. What's happening? (laughs) How do you? Okay. So this is where I. What's going on? These are 18-year-olds? One's 18 and one is 17. What? Those I don't are uh, you. well. You don't have to believe me, but uh, there's internet research, and the internet's never been wrong. These so, are two-year-olds. <laughs> well, as you you know, you've known a lot of two-year-olds in your life, and you know they seldom are this violent and trying to fight each other like this. So, <laughs> the one on the left does have old man slash baby face. Yeah. <laughs> He could be either 55 or 2. <laughs> All right, so Hasbullah. Why aren't I aware of this? Is a blogger from Dagestan, Russia. Um, he's he's had a healthy online following, the internet tells me, since he started to post on Instagram in 2020. And he has been coined the term mini Khabib, as in Khabib Nurmagomedov, the undefeated UFC legend who just retired. And not long after he retired, Khabib seems to have become obsessed with this 18-year-old who is often mistaken for a child. 
Does he speak? He does. Now, he only speaks Russian. So you're not going to be able to understand anything he's saying here. But does he sound like a, hey, you guys want to go down to KFC real quick? He does not sound like a professional wrestler. In fact, he does a lot of bits. So on one hand, I do admit there is something about uh, getting a big kick out of a kid with a condition. But he seems, okay, he has a growth hormone deficiency. Okay. I could have guessed Most commonly known. (laughs) Sir. Well, yeah, we all could have guessed that. Most commonly known as dwarfism. Okay. Okay. The deficiency is what can give people with the disease stunted growth, a childlike appearance, but the thing is, and voice is that this kid man still has the look of a toddler. Typically, when you even well, if you're a I dwarf, think, I think that's what's made him an internet sensation. Be- I mean, seriously, the, if you ask me how old this guy was compared to a normal dwarf. If you You're doing great. You know what I mean? I think he is doing great, don't you? Like, I would have said he's two to three, maybe four max, whereas it seems like if you put Billy Barty or somebody like that, like a well-known guy, yeah, that you, you know well, that they're no, 20 I, years old. Listen, I am the one bringing this to you, so I'm not going to try to high-road you on any of this. Okay. So right. let, let's just say we're friends here, even though if we're friends in poor taste. All right. The ticket. Um, Hezbollah, and I hope I'm saying his name correctly, uh, he has a bunch of viral videos. And the thing that takes you first, of course, is the fact that it looks like a three-year-old is trying to beat up other three-year-olds with uh, MMA moves. Sweet MMA moves. But you're also going to be taken with his laugh. And uh, so here he is feeding a monkey. Jimmy Chu. Tell me that's not the greatest laugh of all time. Sounds like a baby. I can. Here, here's the video from that audio. So, you guys are familiar with the animated movie Boss Baby. Oh, yeah. With Alec Baldwin as Boss Baby, as an adult baby. This, One of my so this daughter's favorite. Th- that's the sound I was just playing for you. Oh, my God. And uh, he's feeding a monkey and uh, enjoying himself. As a 18-year-old? Yeah. Is he 18 there? Yeah, he's okay. 18 and all I, Again, I don't know. When he was two, did he look the same? Well, I don't have videos from when he was two. Like you said, he's the, the internet sensation of 2021. Not, okay. All right. Yeah, he's, 20, he's a oh, new, 2005. He's the newcomer of the year. Well, anyway. He's a um, massive hit. The biggest hit out of Dagestan in ages. Ever, ever. But in Boss Baby, if you've seen it, brilliant movie, very funny. Alec Baldwin plays the baby, but he still looks like a baby. That's the only thing. If, if you're not on the internet right now not looking at this this is the only thing to compare it to because this kid man boy looks like a baby yeah but he's he could fight in vietnam <laughs> here so i'm i'm retweeting some of uh, our family's uh favorite videos and I, I like i said i know i'm a flawed guy but he also sound in boss baby he sounds like alec baldwin like a 48 year old man i pictured this guy it would be a lot funnier if he sounded like <laughs> that right here's another one where they have him driving a car on his friend's lap here i'll play this one. Oh my god and they see the cops and he he gets off real fast because they it's an infant there's one of him riding a motorcycle a little teeny motorcycle and they set up like these giant fights uh, where, you know, they do the entire thing like a weigh in and a stare down uh, as if he's going to fight a fellow uh, Dagestani dwarf uh, in a MMA pay-per-view of some sort. I don't. That's think, already happened. I don't think it actually happens. I think they're just having fun with the Internet. 
Now, uh, again, in the flawed guy ter- territory, my daughter did send me one of Hezbollah's latest uh, bits. And this appears to be his friends of normal size trying to figure out what would happen if we tied him to a bunch of balloons. Would he actually fly away? And uh, now they do have him harnessed so they can pull him back down and he doesn't actually fly into space. But here's that audio, if you don't mind. Does he go? Does he go up into space? Uh, well, just just up like ten feet. Yeah. He's, I'll I'll tweet that one too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See now he's fine. Hasbullah, <laughs> So there you go. There is a video of him that says seven-year-old me in the driveway. Does oh, he the, look the same? He looks exactly the okay, same. That's and I'm trying co- to figure out if that's actually... Maybe he is seven. No, no. He's 18. We can confirm he's 18. Now, in that video, he Do I need to see seven. the birth certificate with the 2021 newspaper behind him and all that? The like, I... One. Yeah, I need well, something more. Well, what, what, what do you want him I to do? I don't know. I don't know. It just... This is not normal. You, you realize, though, some people are, in fact, dwarfs. I realize that. And some want to be social media stars from Dagestan and are friends with Khabib. And I think now you know who Hezbollah Magomedov is. They haven't set a date yet for the fight, but I see a quote <laughs> from a lady who is the head of the Russian Dwarf Athletic Association who says it is unethical wrong from her point of view. She says it is not a real fight. Okay. The Russian Dwarf Athletic Association. What is she promoting then? Like, I mean, it seems like that any of the things that she promotes would not be ethical. She says it's they're just going to get paid a lot of money to make people laugh. It's not real athletics. Oh, okay. So, like, if they went in there with it'll uh, be like Jar and Groobs at fight night with nunchucks. Well, what's wrong with bringing everybody joy? Don't you think we've been all too uptight? And if uh, Hezbollah wants to uh, do bits and uh, drive a car on his buddy's lap or. Ride a motorcycle Maybe or feed ride a monkey. Maybe ride a motorcycle or feed a monkey. Or fly or into the air with balloons. <laughs> do whatever he wants to do. He's bringing joy. That and laugh is really funny. The but laugh is would amazing. It be funnier, <laughs> would it be funnier if he did have the, if he sounded like uh, Hulk Hogan or something like that? Maybe. But do you think, answer me this. Do you think I'm the only father in the world that got a Father's Day card with Hezbollah? There is no doubt. As the At main least in the United States. <laughs> And it's just a little crude pencil drawing. <laughs> it's not like... Or he's holding a UFC chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. There's dad life. Oh. Happy Father's Day, everybody. So your kids did introduce you to him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You didn't find him first? No, no, no. They, uh, they, they I mean, this is what they do on the internet. I wonder if my kids know who he is. My kid drew a card of Kimbo Slice. Oh, oh wow. That was oh, nice. That was pretty well, nice. So sweet. She doesn't know about this kid. Hopefully all uh, people <laughs> celebrated Father's Day with somebody from mixed martial arts. <laughs> and somehow. The ticket. It is time for men's jewelry talk. Or more specifically... Our own history of men's jewelry through the years. Well, Danny brought this up yesterday because we've all went, I, I, I say that, we may not have, I don't know. We've all had phases where jewelry of one kind or another was on our bodies. Now, you look around right now, and I'm looking at everyone here. I don't think there is one piece of anything on anybody. A watch? I wear Are you a counting watch. a watch as jewelry? I don't know if it's it's, an, so. it's more of an accessory, but I became addicted to watches years ago, and I feel naked without one. And I like having it because it's a better, more convenient timepiece than having to fish your phone out of your pocket to see what time it is. I like just being able to look at my wrist yeah. and not have to get the phone. But there's nothing. There's no... Mm-mm. No wristbands or bracelets, no necklaces, earrings, no earrings, piercings. Nope. 
rings? No, no rings, nothing. I don't think anybody, other than maybe a, a wedding band, I don't think anybody on this show wears jewelry. Any type of. And I'd like to start with Mino because I'm wondering oh if boy. you wore in high school any sort of chain or... Man, I was very... I graduated high school in 07, so middle school, high school was very... I was very early 2000s with... Okay. With gelled hair. I think uh, I just got my driver's license renewed on my birthday in October, but before that was the same picture I've had since I was 15, and I wore puka shell necklaces. (laughs) Or it was a puka shell necklace when I was... 14, 15 years old, and I had that in my driver's license picture. And after that, I had like a sterling silver, like tiny chain, and it had my football number on it because I thought it was cool. God. And it was it was bad. It was really bad. I never wore rings or anything, anything other than that, really. But I had like a like those Lance Armstrong silly bracelets. Yeah, that didn't I, count had one of those for a little bit but yeah that's about it but it was it was not good ty did you ever wear anything i used to in junior high wear the uh the chain link bracelet i think i got one of those for christmas one year that had my name on it (laughs) like ty walker just said ty on it okay and it they got (laughs) they saved money on engraving yes uh other than that I had my ear pierced in college, and that was about it. Whoa, really? Yeah. Whoa. The great beast with his ear pierced? Crazy, isn't it? That was it. So y'all will be very disappointed to know that what you see now, the current form of 50-year-old me almost, is not far away from what it's been like since I was 15. Now, Uncle Bill... Who I've referenced on this yes, program the quite a bit. Uncle Bill, who loved the Cowboys and, and the, the Cowboys, Cowboys cheerleaders more than anything. He and my aunt Sis, they like to wear jewelry, and they thought when I was fifteen that they would get me a gold, like a solid gold necklace. Okay, what a pimp! Like a chain necklace, and I wore that. This is in like the mid '80s, and I remember wearing that. And I would put it on at night and take it off, you know, when I went to bed and all that. And I honestly do not know when I stopped wearing it. It was within the year. You kind of looked at it one day and said, yeah, I'm done, not, done with you're this not thing. not really. Thanks a lot, Uncle Bill, but I'm not into gold jewelry. And beyond that, and one necklace that my wife bought me that was basically a black rope chain that on the end of it had a dog tag with both of our kids it said, like, Ike with his birthday on it, and the other side said Van with his birthday on it. Other than that, never worn one thing, ever. Where's the kid necklace now? Uh, it's in my drawer at But you'll home. never wear it ever again? No. I I wore it for a while. I remember wearing it in, the, in like, 2000. Run up here tomorrow and let us see it. Okay, yeah. I think you would remember it. There are photos out there with me. I bet it's really, I mean, it's just a black little rope with a little silver thing that hangs down with a, a dog tag, and that's it. And the end, end of story with me and jewelry. Like, never. No puka shells, no hippie stuff, no nothing. Hmm. I wish I had the same story to tell. (laughs) Go ahead. Very much like Ty, I think my jewelry career began with some type of ID bracelet that had medical information maybe on the other side of it. Date of birth, allergies, like a Metalert bracelet. Yeah. Um, Gosh, and then early 20s, it could have been... There was always stuff in high school that... You'd get gifts, you know, grandparents. Here's a gold chain, like, yeah, kind of like mine. Gold chains like, were big. The hell, and you'd wear it and then realize how ridiculous it looked, and then put it away. And but yeah, early twenties, um, both of the ears pierced, twice in the left, one in the right. I've had shark tooth, dangly earrings, studs, hoops, hoops, yeah, bracelets, like a cross necklace. 
Now, were you, I, were you ever... It was all like band-related stuff, just trying to be cool with like, accessories. I was going to say over-braceleted. Like, would you no, wear like... Not, not like insane, not like 50 things, but you yeah. know, you wear some stuff. <laughs> you had to. I mean, you were in a... You were in a band that that's yeah, the, yeah we, what we, people wore. Yes, you you try you aspired to look like Aerosmith. Yes, you did. So yeah, I wore a lot of a dumb crap like that, but it was more just trying to accessorize your ridiculous stage outfit crap. And then I remember when I turned thirty, I went with two of my friends, <laughs> two buddies. We went to Puerto Vallarta, and I think a girl there talked me into wearing. Some type of ankle bracelet for a week. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. She might have given it to me. Ankle bracelet. Yeah. Like a ropey, kind of islandy, homemade, bought on the street thing. Yeah. Like gold or no, like real No, no. Ro- like I just ro- said, real ropey, okay. handmade thing that you got on the street. Not a gold metal chain. And then after that, I didn't really wear much of anything i think I, I did wear some type of dog tag configuration during the the early 90s so i thought dog tag like like id tags military yeah, dog right. tags i had a couple of those but then after that nothing until carter passed away and he used to wear this necklace that it was just a leather thing and it had a pendant on it that looked like a swiss army flag and his girlfriend had those made for his for me and Ward, his his two best friends. So okay. we had like a replica of the necklace that he was that he wore, you know, all the time. And I wore that for a while, and I I think I lost it. I was, is it a lot like when when uh, Eddie gives Clark the shoes? Saw you looking at this, yeah, Clark. <laughs> Remember how much you commented on mine the last time I saw you. And she's like, I noticed how you always looked at Carter's necklace. Yeah. <laughs> it was a cool necklace. I was happy to wear it. I, I just think I misplaced it when, at one point. Right, but, right. But since then, I think I had a leather, like a thick leather cuff wristband that I wore. I remember that. Because Elliot Smith had one, and I wanted one. In the so early two thousands, cool. yeah. I remember you wearing that. Yeah, like twenty years ago, I did. I did wear one of those several for, for for off and on. But yeah, since that, nothing. No necklaces. No earrings. No no anything. Just a watch. And I can't imagine a scenario where I would ever wear a piece of jewelry again for the rest of my life. What about, about you, you, Mike? <laughs> Mike. Well, my jewelry scene has been extremely, extremely limited over the years. I'm sorry to disappoint you. That's okay. But in high school, I wore a senior ring. And back then, ID bracelets were all the rage. You know, guys, a lot of guys had ID bracelets and they'd give them the girls they were going steady with and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So you just had a closet full of those with all the chicks you were dating? Well, no, I wasn't dating any chicks because none would date me. <laughs> but I don't think, I don't remember having one of those. I thought they were kind of cool and I kind of wanted one, but... You needed a girl. Yeah, you, you to really pull off the bit, you did need a girl. You needed yeah. a non-inflatable woman. <laughs> and, right. and that was a little bit outside the realm for me back then. Then in the hippie years, I used to have this this brown leather wristband, small thin wristband thing that I would wear. And then later on, I had an even smaller one made out of little beads. Yeah, that I would wear. <laughs> and um, after that, let's see. I've never had I've never had any ears pierced or anything like that. Never worn rings. Did wear a uh, gold chain necklace for a while in the 80s. Oh, yeah. I and bet I'm, you did. And I'm, it, it was very unobtrusive. It was very small. And I can't even remember what got me going on it, but somebody gave it to me. And well, I, you needed something to hang your Coke spoon on, I that's think. That's true. Yeah. Well, I didn't have a Coke spoon. <laughs> he, he got it because a guy didn't have any cash to pay for his blow. So he just, hey, man, this thing's like worth 300 bucks. He gave him a necklace. But I don't know what happened to that. 
And after that, no rings. I like watches. And if I had one that I liked, I would wear it. But right now, I don't, and I haven't for some time. But even if I did, it would be more utilitarian than any kind of piece right, or anything like that. Is a cell phone clip considered jewelry? No, because he would be very guilty of that. No, I've never worn a cell phone like clip. Like a, a solid silver one? <laughs> that says Ryan's on it? Right. <laughs> so that's the story of... Of offstage jewelry. Now, does band stuff count? Uh, yeah, yes. I just went through 90% of my jewelry career was band stuff. All right. There was a period there where I was in bands, and at this time, David Bowie was starting to come out. And we were encouraged by guys who would book us, agents and whatnot, that we needed to dress up on stage and we needed to be flashy on stage. And they would tell us, look, got to get you guys some some flashy clothes and you need to get some jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was talking to my mom about this one, one time and she said, well, come in here. And she got into one of her drawers and got out this jewelry box that I'd never gone through before. And there was all kinds of stuff that would just fit wonderfully. Bracelets, necklaces, and stuff. I mean, it was all fake and everything, yeah. but it would do the trick. So you rummaged through your mom's jewelry yes, box. Yes, I, I rummaged through my mom's jewelry box. So you could play in your Mott the Hoople tribute band. And, and I started wearing that stuff on stage. There's got to be photos of this circulating somewhere, right? What bands were, the, were this? Uh, you know what? Let's... Take a break and carry this over, because I'm going to talk about the modern state of men's jewelry and where we sit today. Great. All right. I was looking through my pictures here, thinking that maybe some of the aforementioned stuff that I pilfered from my mom might have turned up in the recently surfaced Sophistifunk picture, but <laughs> that doesn't seem to be the case. We were off into a... Another milieu by then that didn't really include too much jewelry. All right, so we're still talking men's jewelry. And I'm kind of glad that you never bought into it because the 80s, being 30 in the 80s and single, I just picture everybody wearing jewelry, you know? A lot of people did. And I've always found men's jewelry to be very strange. Like those that wore it. Like, did you hang out with jewelry people? Because I never did. Well, I mean, I knew some. I crossed paths like with some. Like the heavy jewelry, though? I mean, like chains and bracelets and I all that? I knew some. I don't know if I'd necessarily say I hung out with it, with any of them. But I definitely knew some people like that. It just always seemed like a very New York thing. It was hard to make your way around back then without, you know running into it you had to deal with them on some level like it was sopranos -y. like the people that wore jewelry i always considered them to be of that ilk guidos yeah douchers <laughs> right there he is. and it goes hand in hand with the multi-jewelry the over accessorization and cologne yeah, lots of you're cologne right. you're right they do go hand in hand and gel sometimes yeah yeah, you're right. Basically the cast of Jersey Shore. Yeah, right. Now, did you have a cologne period? <laughs> yeah, we've done cologne talk, yeah. and I definitely remember wearing that in, like, middle school. You know? Yeah. But beyond that, no. Dude, I never, I just, I think when it came to all that stuff, I was a minimalist. And whether it was, I just didn't deem it necessary. And I always I thought that if I... Even when I was like in eighth grade, I put on that necklace that, that I was given by Uncle Bill and Aunt Sis. I'm like, man, this doesn't look good on me. It never fit me, ever. Other people could pull it off. Yeah. Black dudes could always pull it off for whatever reason. Yeah, White a, guys can't do that, man. There's a, it always, that type of stuff always had an effect of making you look like you're trying too hard. 
Yeah. And I probably do enough stuff in my life where I appear that I'm trying too hard that I don't need any help in that department. I already do things that make me look enough like a douchebag that I don't need any more help in that department. So I prefer to fly under the radar as much as possible. Yeah, and you never, like, you know, you mentioned all the stuff that you wore in the 80s and early 90s with the band stuff. But you never, ever since I've known you, which wasn't too long after that than when we met, you've never came across as a guy that would be into that outside of just being caught up in that scene, you know? Yeah. Like a guy that would just, all right, you're getting up, you're going to work, and you're putting on necklaces and bracelets and (laughs) things like that. Like, you know... My wife definitely would have, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, if I would have told her, like, hey, I really want to wear a lot of necklaces with wooden crosses and bracelets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because she was all up into Johnny Depp back then. Yeah, any of that crap, you know? Now, not like gold jewelry. No, no, no. I know, just the real earthy kind of Native American-y. Exactly, which I don't even know if that's jewelry. That's just it counts. It does. Yeah, I get anything you wear around your neck or Or around your your arm. Any kind of accessory. Okay, all right. Your ankle. (laughs) Right. There may have been a time when I went down to Padre Island. Same thing. A little puka shell action going on. When you go down, yeah, maybe wear something around your ankle or something like that. When in Rome, yeah, you kind of get caught up in the moment down there. But I think once you, yeah, once you come home, you're like, okay. I look ridiculous. You know, like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'll wear this. Yeah, they'll love it at work. And they're like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> What's going on over there? Yeah, that you always run into those people that they're, they've are they clearly been in Mexico for 10 days. Right. They're overly tanned. Overly tanned. Weird jewelry that you've never seen before in some unusual hairstyle. Yes! And it's always the girls. And when the guys do it, you're like, dude. Didn't the hammer come back with like orange hair one time? <laughs> he, did. he sure did. <laughs> from a trip from Mexico or one of those beach yeah, places? He sure think did. That was a dye job gone wrong. Well, yeah, it was a dye, a dye job gone wrong. Well, but, I mean, I'm talking about one that he tried to do himself. Well, it happened. either way, it happened down there in some form. <laughs> and then he port. tried to play it on a choir. No, I didn't do that. There's too much time in the sun. Yeah, just too much time in the sun. I always felt okay about the thin gold chain because, you know, I always wore shirts with collars and everything, and you kind of had to look for it. Yeah. But But what's the point? I don't know, man. I I don't know. I don't know what the point is, but I'm just saying that I always felt okay about that because it was very unobtrusive, and, you know, I kind of like the way it looked, and... And then nobody really noticed it anyway, but that was about as far as I would ever go. Yeah. I mean, are there guys right now, is there a sect of guys, not that are in like the hip hop world or whatever, outside of the band world where people are always trying to do band things? Yes. Uh, are Is there a group of guys of like white guys that wear jewelry? Or are they sh- just strictly based in like New York? I don't see them, but I the circles that I run. I don't with either. Are so I guarantee you they're there. Bland anyway. I guarantee you they're there. We don't see them, but they are there. The heavily necklaced guy. Yeah, I guarantee you they're out there. But like you said, we don't run in that crowd, so yeah, it's not something now, that. You know, really makes the radar screen I, for us. I will see the overly accessorized dude that may not necessarily be in a band, but the the tattoo culture. Yeah, man, they wear they wear tons of stuff. It's a lot of piercings, but it's also a lot of skull rings and yeah, that's chain true. Bracelets and yeah. stuff. You know, the real hard metal-y stuff. Right, and right. That's just kind of their true. That's I forgot their, about those guys. That's their bit, and I see that quite a bit in circles that I intersect with but as far as like the that's just a that's a nice bracelet you're wearing there tim (laughs) you know i i just don't see that no i don't lovely id bracelet you have on but like you go into any of those jewelry stores and there's tons of that stuff for guys for guys yes for men grown men whatever floats your boat i guess but 
What are we going to do about this? Well, there's not. That's not the point of the segment. I don't know if we're going to launch an attack on these people. I just well, we think we're just talking could about pull it. Pull back we at could. the last minute. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to obliterate them. It's so, just it a, sounds like you're wanting to do something about them. And step up and and wager a strike no, against them of some kind. Just a general discussion. It's just really interesting to me. It always has been because I've never never been that guy, but I've always seen it. You know, and the people that kind of do it. Now, every once in a while, you will meet a stranger that is wearing the very the fitted shirt and s- smells of, yeah. of cologne and he will there will be a bracelet and a necklace and yeah maybe a little uh more tan than he should be i'm always very suspect of that man i don't trust that no man. i don't either that's another thing about people that wear a lot of jewelry and cologne for that matter i don't, I don't trust them no I don't either. They're hiding something. Yeah, there's something going on. Don't trust them. <laughs> but then again, you don't come into contact with them very often either. That may be the reason that I don't. He gives off a vibe, so Jewelry Man will stay away. <laughs> right, right. The ticket. Thank you, D. Okay, and get you some! Time for the big pen. Hold down. Jump up and down. Shut your eyes and whirl around. Reach out your hand. Big Ben, here's Danny. Sponsors? And sponsors. Uh, yeah. You know who's our sponsor? Lakewood, Lakewood Brewing. Yeah, You're damn that's right. right. You're damn right. right. Thanks, Lakewood Brewing. Go crack a beer over your head real quick. Yep. Shotgun three beers and come back. Okay. You'll, you'll love yourself. <laughs> I'm on my way. Okay. And get Bob a beer, a birthday for his damn beer. Come, I mean, a, a beer. beer for, I forgot, I'm for, already yes. drunk. Either one. My beer is having a birthday. It's like Pavlov's dog with beer over there with you. I know. Just the thought of it makes you inebriated. Right. Okay, this segment is, this could be, Bob, my own personal dad life, because it could fall under that category, and I'm thinking as homeowners, Whoa. which I'm a fairly recent one, and I bought my house about five and a half years ago. We Look at probably, how domesticated we he is probably with his home and kids so all, and woman. All dealt dogs. with this situation or one similar. So I get home from work at about 7.30. Where do you work, first off? Tell everybody where you work. I work for this radio station. you probably never heard Whoa. of it. It's on AM. That's cool. I'm just a producer. I'm a behind-the-scenes guy. <laughs> nobody, right. nobody cares. <laughs> so I roll in about 7.40 with some delicious dinner, ready to sit down and enjoy a meal, say hi to the kid, Watch a little Narcos Mexico and be in bed by 930. Mm-hmm. Basically my life. Mm-hmm. So I walk into the house and it's that very familiar feeling of the temperature inside the home, the same temperature as it is outside the home. Oh. And the first question I ask oh. the little lady is, is the air conditioner working? And she said, no. Oh, so I say, how long has this been going on? She said, well, I left. Four days, to Danny. To go run Four out, days. To go to yeah. Target or wherever, whatever she does during the day. And got home around 5.30, and she said, since then, the temperature in the house had started going up incrementally, and I felt the air blowing out of the AC, and of course, it's not cool. Oh, boy. So the first uh, instinct is to turn it off, thinking that maybe it's overworked, and the What, do you think it's a computer? No, 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 but sometimes if the the, the AC is overworked, it can freeze. It could freeze. True. So I was thinking, I'm going to let this thing melt. Did you go look at the outside? No, I don't know what I'm looking at. Yeah, you do. The cold, you know what the... You go- nah, it's just a big metal box. I'm right, looking at a man okay. on it. I don't know anything about that. But, you know, I, 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 my general understanding is let it let it thaw out for a bit. So I do that for a couple hours, turn it back on, same scenario, and it's getting up to like 83 in the house, and I don't think it got below that overnight because we, we left it off overnight. And I, when I bought the home, it was recommended to me that I carry what they call a homeowner's warranty. Yes. That's what this segment is ultimately about. Now. I told you. Look, for the first year, if you're buying a house that already has, you don't know a lot about what's going on in the home, it's probably a good idea to spend the 70 to $100 a month premium to have that in case 
your stove or your oven or you have a plumbing issue that's in within the the, the square footage of the home or you have an HVAC issue, okay? Mm-hmm. From the day I bought that house, I have had no less than probably 10 visits in regards to my air conditioner and or heater. Mm-hmm. And what the home warranty does is mm. they basically put Band-Aids on your situation. Right. All right. So a guy would come out and it's always, well, we can't get out there tomorrow. It's going to be the next day. And you wait and you suffer through either freezing cold with no heat or blistering summers with no air conditioner for 24 to 48 hours. The guy comes out, he runs the test. He said, well, you know, we, we, we fix this and, um, it might, you know, we're hoping this will keep it going for a little while longer. And after a few years, I realized that their goal is to never replace your unit. Right. They don't want to replace your unit. They just want to do the $250 fix. Well, you don't want to replace it either because you're talking about well, seven to $12,000. Well, here's the thing, though. If you have the warranty and they decide that, yes, this thing is fried, we can no longer Band-Aid this thing up, then they have to replace it and they incur all the cost. The, yeah. the home warranty pays. Well, then why didn't you tell them? Like, because, I, number one, I don't know enough about it. And I, I did tell them every time. It's like, look, this is like the seventh time you guys have been out mm-hmm. in the last three years to, to look at this thing. And like, yeah, well, until it's completely out, we can't replace it. They have to just do the fix, whether it's a Freon leak or whether it's charging it or whether it's replacing a piece of the circuit board. Right. So I've had nothing but issues with this thing. So I get on the phone with them, and I'm like, look, I need an appointment to get somebody to come look at this thing. He said, well, it's going to be Friday, today, before we can look at it. I'm like, no, you don't understand. It is going to be 100 degrees today. This is yesterday morning. I'm on the phone at 7.01 with these Mm. people, and I'm like, look, it's going to be 100 degrees today. Did you say? And I said, we have an infant in the house. Yep. This is not going to work. And they said... Did you send them a picture of your baby no. wearing a tank top and... Sweaty? Yeah. No, I did not. <laughs> and I'll swaddle. I'll pitting out. And yeah. they said... And I looked on their website, and it said, in, in case of an emergency, it will be a $250 extra charge. Oh, but, yeah. But we will cover that if it meets the... Uh, requirements to deem this an emergency situation. And I'm thinking, well, 98 degrees outside with a three-month-old in the house, There you go. what more could yeah, determine what do you want? an emergency? Do you want to know what their requirements were? And this is what I said to the woman on the phone. I go, well, what? let me ask you. And she had a hard time answering this question. I go, look, what determines an emergency for you guys to do a rush and get out here in the next two hours? And she said, well... It has to be a forecast of 105. No way. Swear to God. And do you know how they pull that out of the rear end, dude? I I replied to her, so basically my two dogs have to be dead from heat exhaustion before I can get somebody to come out and fix this damn AC, not to mention my three-month-old. Right, who's now in a diaper thong trying to cool off sucking on a popsicle (laughs) yeah huggies thongs remember that commercial (laughs) um so at that point i'm realizing there's nothing i can do so i get on the phone and i start dialing real air conditioner companies and i get a hold of one that happens to be a sponsor here at the ticket all right yep they've been a sponsor for years Mm -hmm. and guess what they came out in two hours and they told me, look, man, so I bought this house five and a half years ago. I had no idea how old this this unit was. Oh, and the man. warranty people have been just putting Band-Aids on it and yeah. Band-Aids on it. And Can I guess the year? Did they tell you? They did tell me. You can feel free to guess. 1999. You're not going to get to say thank you because you overshot it. Oh, dear. This unit is 23 years old. It was installed in 1998. Thank you. That's not you. a thank you. That's pretty good. No, it's not a thank you. I would round to a thank you. Which, <laughs> which, which my girlfriend put it all into perspective, and she said, "Wait a minute. So you're, you mean to I tell? I wasn't even born yet. You mean to tell me? God, you guys. Why don't I just let you guys do the segments? <laughs> it was yet. a funny line. I know, Come but on. I'm trying brilliant. to issue a joke. That's brilliant. Okay, go ahead. Good gravy. She issued, so this, you're saying that this air conditioner was installed when I was in the eighth grade. And I said, yeah, wow. it was. 
So <laughs> that's crazy. So basically, the real air conditioner guy said, "Look, man, I can fix this right now, and it might get you through a month, but you do need to replace this." And I said, "Well, yes, right. It's twenty three years old. It needs to be replaced, right? It, on the side of it, it says support our boys in Germany or something, pretty much." <laughs> So now I've got to buy a new HVAC for the house, which, you know what? At this point, I'm happy to do that. But gee, bless America, that home warranty people, those home warranty people, they could have just said, yeah, man, this thing is never going to last. But they I never just, told you the born on date of no, that thing. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. They just kept putting band-aids yeah. on the damn thing because they didn't want. I guess they're in cahoots. The, the 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 AC company is in cahoots with the home warranty people that they don't want to send them a bill. Home warranty for is six a scam. Six to ten. Well, look, I believe that it's u- useful for the first year. I've carried it way I'll too long. I'll give you that. Yeah. So I get on the phone. And once I realize what I have to do, I'm thinking, you know what? All the other appliances have been great, and I bought you know, a new washer and dryer and fridge when I moved in. So what more do I need to carry this stupid warranty for so I get on the phone to cancel with them? I'm telling you, it took me as long to cancel the appointment as yeah. it did to get somebody out to look at my AC. I was on the phone with them for 90 minutes just to cancel? get them to cancel it. And here, this is the caveat. This is what you're going to love the most. Once I get to the point with this woman at the, the warranty company, and she's like, oh, look, we, we can get somebody out in like 90, oh, 90 minutes. God. And I said, look, I've already got somebody that's going to be here in 90 minutes, and this needs to be canceled. Well, do you do realize? I go, hey. Let's move past all of the sales pitch right. and get to the point where you press We're the done button here. Press that the bar. says, end contract. So I got it canceled. And now I'm going to have to spend about eight grand on a new air conditioner. It happens. You know what? It is the... But I cannot wait to be able to turn on the AC. Cause, dude, the Are they doing it now? Is it going on right now? No, no, no. I'm going to make it through the weekend and they're coming out Monday to sell me one. Have you ditched mom and baby to no 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 the, the fix that they did that the oh good, it's working it, it's working enough right. to I, I can get it to be around 74 you put the babies you put in like a like a lofted high chair right by the vent there you go so yeah basically you know yeah with, with, with an ice cube in front of a, a oscillating <laughs> fan just holding his naked butt in Man, front no, of it popsicle so yeah, Monday I get to meet with the uh, the specialist that's going to run through all of my options, but I cannot wait because like I was saying, this thing is 23 years old. It's yeah. never cooled like kick ass. Yeah. You know, it's never been super efficient. Right. But what's it going to feel like to turn on your AC Magical. and it's like you, you feel Dude. the vent and it's like ice? Magical. So we had issues. You've done this before? Oh yeah. <laughs> You've replaced a, an air conditioner? Oh my yes. Well, how long ago? Uh, the last one probably my, a few years. Yeah, it's been two like months f- ago. Four two, years. You did that, so you're a homeowner as well, and you had to do that. Twelve thousand yeah. dollars. Oh my sweet God in heaven! Yeah, and that. But you know what? Oh my God, that's just the downstairs Danny, unit. Yeah, you get what you pay for. Okay, it's cold. You get what you pay for. Okay. In this instance, oh all right. Twelve grand. You do you want to be a member at Augusta? Or do you want to be a member at, uh, I'm not going to mention yeah, any local credit cool. courses. Yeah, I'm just saying, cool. you want to be a member at Augusta because it's worth it. I want to play that course near my house on Samuel Boulevard. You do not. You want to go to Augusta, Georgia and play there at the Masters. What if every you, day. What if you, every day. Look, I don't make tier one bread. What do you Doesn't do? Doesn't matter. You take out a loan, you sell your baby, you do what you have to do <laughs> to stay cool. How many seer are you looking for, sir? He's got all of his fingers and toes. I'll tell you what, Bayless, I can sell you one for 8000 but I don't think you want to go there. I think you want to go with the carpeted one that uh, looks a lot better on the outside with a picture of uh, the Mona Lisa right on top of it So how big for fourteen five? How big is your house, Ty? $2,000? Uh, 2200 Okay, so I'm less than that. Really? twelve grand. How many sear were you working with, do you know? I don't know, dude. I can tell you now, this. Did they replace the heater, too? Is it the whole damn shebang? It's everything, of course. Uh, upstairs. Is it? I don't smaller have Smaller area. I know, I know. But I'm saying a smaller area mm-hmm. was like seven. Okay. I, I Lower can, area. I feel like I can do 12. up to eight, maybe. It's 12. <laughs> it's 12. Yeah. I'm going to give you, you know what I'm going to give you? 
your old air conditioner? I'm going to give you a six-pack of Lakewood IPA, <laughs> and you see where that takes you. Yeah, that's going to get me drunk so I get the $18,000 package. <laughs> How about that with, one? With the Nest thermostat that I can control from my butt. Right, yeah. Fart I, three times and it goes down. I just want the guy to show up and call you Bayless, like your basketball coach. Now, Bayless? Look here, Bayless. Bayless no! <laughs> three options. Cool, not cool, and hot. What so, do you want? So, yeah, home warranty. Maybe it has its purpose it for the first few months of uh, owning your house, but I carried it way too long. Boy, you did. I've never heard of someone carrying it that long. Well, That's a lot of dough. I mean... 70 a month. Yeah, I, right? Yeah. You know what that money could have gone to? A new air conditioner? A new AC. A new AC. How and many? it'd be free. $70 a month, all you had to say. How many months would you have to pay $70 to get that AC balanced down to zero? Well... Seven times 12 is 84. So you're talking about uh, about 10 years. $840. Yeah. Right? A year? Yeah. Okay. So let's say 10 years. Like eight grand. Yeah. It would take 171 months. You're only three years away. Man, there's no easy way to. no, to tack, every, tackle an air conditioner. I, I honestly don't That's think 14 there's years. I don't to pay think that there's off at $70 a month. I don't think there's ever been a homeowner who has not had right. this same story, you know, maybe minus the baby and all that, but mm-hmm. everybody deals with this and it is without a doubt the worst part of owning a home. Well, how long oh, cool. But also the best invention of modern humanity. How long do these last? No doubt. Well, apparently 23 years. Yeah, you'll be High end. Dead? Uh, not dead. Eh. Well, just yeah, you're just right. You'll probably be dead. Okay, thanks. No, I think that I think that your kid, if you're if you choose to to live here, can I get the kid out of the house? That your kid will make it through high school. High school. All right. Right. I'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right. Well, I'm glad I'm not alone in this. The race gosh, is Ty, twelve grand on it's a ticker right. man salary. How'd you do that? Uh, Victoria is washing dishes down at the local deli. The local deli. That's his daughter. You put Malcolm to work is what you do. All he's going to do is mow lawns. They don't don't pay kids to drink milk. Right. (laughs) Maybe you can use his poop as fertilizer and sell it or something like that. Look, I'm no options a bad one. I'm just saying. That's a bad one. All right. I'll be back here in a bit. There's Danny. (laughs)